Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it, you should go over and start using it now. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. All right, guys. Welcome back, EYL. This is going to be a very, uh, very <laughs> exciting Just special got all episode. The makings. All the sure, makings. For sure. But before we start, I want to let you guys know, um, last minute run, but we are headed to Atlanta. This, you got probably by the time this comes out, a few days yeah. to get tickets. Um, it's going to be crazy. ATL. ATL. We ATL. On the way. Can't wait to touch the town. January 25th, January 26th. It's going to be crazy. It's, it's a two-day event. We, we're doing a, a live podcast on January 25th with the PTG boys. I, I got I got Brandon <laughs> and the whole crew. Um, they're running the car game right now. They're going to be guests. Yeah. We're also going to have celebrity uh, realtor, Kiana Watson yep. from Atlanta. She's doing a thing. First family of fitness going to be there. First family of fitness. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Two Weeks Out. They're doing their thing in Atlanta for sure. And our brother, Kenny Burns. Oh, the legend. Yeah, we'll be in the, the buildings legend. for sure, for sure. Curator and, of culture himself. That's a fact. And then um, after that, it's open bar and it's catered. And it's a private networking event. Everybody act accordingly. It's a whole vibe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Stay off the henny. And um, Sunday, the day after, we have a, a workshop with our guy, Alice Good Energy, talking about trucking. Andy from Y2K Credit Solutions, going to yep. talk about credit. MG the mortgage guy is going to go over mortgages and everything you know about real estate. And the king of wholesaling, Max Maxwell, yeah. is going to talk about wholesaling. So that, that alumni list is strong. Nah, it's crazy. And that's a strong list. Everybody else is coming. Um, Wall Street Travel will be in the building. Mobile Homes Elite will be in the building. Miss um, Business will be there. Our guest today will be in the building. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Atlanta going to be special. Nah, it's going to be crazy, man. I shot, <laughs> like I said, shout out to Jay Morrison. I spoke to him. Um, he might pop out. So, um, yeah, all the information is online. There's a couple of different varieties as far as if you want to break it up. Um, 
on the earnyourleisure.com event tab. So Atlanta, uh, looking forward to, to seeing you guys, man. Can't wait. It's gonna be silly. So we're gonna jump right into it. This yeah. is this, this this is gonna be a very um, good episode. So yeah. it was crazy because um, me and Troy was out um, at dinner uh, about a few weeks back. A few weeks back, yeah. yeah. And one of our, our our friends, a good friend of ours, told us about a podcast, and uh, the podcast name was Horrible Decisions. <laughs> Um, and um, she was spelled like, with a W. Yeah, spelled with whore. Spelled with whore. Spelled with whore. Um, and she was telling us about it, and I'm like, oh, I never heard about it. But I'm like, that's that's interesting. And then um, she's like, now nah, they're big. Like it's really that's like a big deal. It's a big deal. And then like two days later, as fate would have it, yes, one of the stars, one of the stars, DM'd um us and told us about their podcast and was like, yo, I'm, I, I'm interested in being on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, funny you say that. We just, <laughs> so. No, I thought it was people. I thought it was a setup. I'm like, yo, they said that so they can hit us up. And I'm like, no, none of those no. things. Just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got none other than Mandy B, AKA Full Court Pumps. Um, yes, co-host of the Horrible <laughs> Decisions podcast. So Horrible Decisions is a um, sex podcast. Yes. And it's huge. It's, it's it's one of the top podcasts in the top one percent. Yeah, we we shouldn't even just say sex though. We should say women's empowerment. So it's it's women empowerment, but we focus on anti. We do do anti slut shaming, anti kink shaming. Um, <laughs> so we don't allow the sh- kink shaming to happen, but we focus on just bringing um, more so the things that are taboo in sex to the forefront and having those conversations with everyday people who are in the kink space, um, and just having those conversations that you may. That you probably never had with your mom and dad. Actually, um, I'm lying. You probably never good had. Chance, good chance. Good chance. Hopefully. Good, good chance. chance. And so we literally we we dive into it um, weekly. So we drop every Monday, and we are joined by again different people in the kink space, some of our other podcaster friends, and some influencers, and we just talk about sex, dating, and relationships. That's a fact. Big part. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but the, so the the interesting part of the story for us, since we're a business podcast, is that. Mandy used to be in corporate America, yes. and we're going to talk about her, her journey. But so the podcast industry is a, is a unique industry. And we, we've, we've talked about podcasts a little bit from our standpoint, right. but this is the first time we've actually had another podcaster on. Oh, wow. Uh, well, yeah. I shouldn't say that. But this is the first time that we've had another podcaster going in depth about podcast industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is going to be an interesting conversation because we're going to break down the numbers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um it's, it's a really dope business model as yeah. far as for podcast and every podcaster is different as far as like how Absolutely. they yeah. how they want to run their business but one of the good things i like about you know the age that we're in right now is that in, especially with podcasts anybody could be a podcaster yeah. like, anybody anybody like, you know <laughs> you can or, or, do it out of your home <laughs> <laughs> you don't funny, say funny <laughs> funny you say that so um so yeah so it's gonna be a, a dope a really yeah. dope um exciting conversation so all right, let's and get it's, tw- it's 2022, and, and I just want to make that note. It's like, we want to empower our women. Well, we want to make a conscious effort to Dang. make sure we have more women on. I literally t- told him on the phone. I said, um, y'all need more women. So, I like yeah, hearing from so, the men, so but... 2020, yeah. that's, we, we making it, we a, making a it happen out here, too. An effort to make nah, sure that that happens. That's man, a fact. Y'all killing it. That's a fact. So you're a full-time podcast. That's what you do for a living, full-time. I just left my corporate job um, June 26, 2019. Yes. So can, can you talk about that? Because you was with... Uh, Ernest Young. Yes. Ernest so Young, right? I worked at Ernest and Young for, I left right before my one year anniversary. Um, prior to that, I was at Goldman Sachs for about a year and a half. Um, and then this was all while I was in school obtaining two of my degrees. So I was on path to be a CPA. 
In New York, you need 150 credits um, to get your CPA license. So I ended up getting two bachelor's degrees in a four-year time. So that was 151 credits in four years. And so I have my BS in accounting and my BA in business administration with a focus on marketing. Dope. And what'd you do at Goldman? Um, so at Goldman, I did the same. So I did investment tax. Okay. So I was in the investment tax group. And then at Ernst & Young, I did taxes for financial services. So I did taxes for hedge funds and private equity funds, so investment do you, institutions. Do you, you don't, do you come from a family of, of finance? Or Hell You're no. just like, I'm, I'm from Florida. So like, I actually even wanted to get into opening these conversations to just the younger generations of careers that you could have. I went to a school that focused on putting everyone either in as a nurse or cosmetology. That's it. That's what they pushed people for just to go to college. Neither of my parents went to college. Um, neither of my parents have college degrees. They just believed in working. And so initially out of high school, I was a bartender. And my dad thought that that wasn't a real job. <laughs> he said, you need to get a real job. And it wasn't until I moved up here to New York. I've been up here about seven years. I didn't know what to do. So I was between bartending and working at temp jobs. Mm -hmm. And within the temp jobs, I could only get like a receptionist role. And I was like, I'm smart. I can do way more than be a receptionist. Right. But they all wanted that sheet of paper. So I literally put myself in school and was like, I'm going to get this piece of paper so that I can make some real money. Got it done. And then left that. So there's that. <laughs> so, all right. So, so, so you got one of the top podcasts in the world. Thank you. Um, and you uh, do this full time. You quit your job at corporate America, mm -hmm. which... Um, it couldn't have been an easy decision to make. How much were you making at Ernst & Young? Um, so Ernst & Young as a first year... Um, Associate? Yeah. So I was, well, I was a staff accountant. That's, okay. So you go through about two and a half to three years of being a staff before you reach senior. Then you go through three levels of being a senior before you reach manager. And then that goes up until you can make partner. <laughs> you had like, this mapped out. Yeah, no, there's literally... <laughs> but as an accountant, you, like, every year you get a raise. So every year you're moving up in the ladder until... After 10 to 12 years, you could be a senior manager and then go to being a partner. So that was the path I was ready to take until, you know, I opened up my own firm. I had it all planned out. <laughs> so coming straight out of college without my master's, with your master's, you make 68. Without your master's, you're at about 60 to 62. Okay. So you're making 68,000 on a career path to in a couple of years, probably making over 100,000 miles. Yes. Um, and you, you quit uh, to do the podcast full time. So. Can you walk us through the journey of your podcast journey? We're going to talk about like funding and all of that. Like, yes. But when you first started a podcast, because you, you you did the podcast simultaneously while you're working the job, right? While I was in school and working. So what was what was what was the, what was the steps to start the podcast? Um. So the steps weren't much. It was okay. Um. Me and my co-host sat at our like we had dinner. I owed her some money because she didn't sleep with someone <laughs> I thought she was going to sleep with. So I was like, fine, I'll take you out to dinner since you won the bet. Um, and so we sat literally across the table from each other at dinner and planned out what we wanted as a podcast. I'm very organized. I'm the friend that when we go on vacation, I have an Excel spreadsheet on when everyone arrives, the tours we're taking, the hotel we're staying at. Oh, wow. So I was like, we're not just going to go in and talk. I said, so let's think of segments we want to have. Yeah, but we you, you had some about. experience, though. You had a podcast prior. Um, yes. So I had a podcast with Lamar Woodley and, and Thousand. Okay. Um, that was his name. And we did a sports podcast. And even with that, we made sure... We touched on certain events that happened in the mm -hmm. week, um, our thoughts on the business aspect of sports, mm -hmm. gossip. We literally added those into that that podcast, which stopped because we were all remote. Thousand was in Pittsburgh. Lamar, at the time we started the podcast, I believe he had just left the Cardinals. Okay. Either the Cardinals or, or the Raiders. I think actually the Raiders was his last team. And so he was 
you know, transitioning from becoming an NFL player to now figuring out what he wanted to do after his career. So that fell off um, with all of our schedules. So anyways, I started, we decided to sit down. She's like, let's name it Horrible. And I'm like, okay, well, Horrible what? So I we, we, we went through, we brainstormed, came up with the name almost immediately. We knew we wanted to talk about sex. Um, and I'm very big on making things educational. As someone who's in school, I just didn't want it to be me talking about my sexual adventures. So <laughs> we literally said we would, you know, um, start with catch up on our dating lives, sex lives, what was going on. We introduced the kink of the week. We found there, there was a list of like 260 something kinks, things we, we had never heard of. People apparently are aroused by statues, mm. bugs, um, things that we were just like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and so we literally, and then we knew that we would talk about a horrible decision. And then as most podcasts have, listener letters or emails where people can write in. So it was very, we had our three to five segments. So people are writing in their own stories and uh, you're reading them? They, they want advice from us. Oh, okay. So any relationships, sex advice, and now we we are flooded with you, you be, know you emails the all the time. Part. Yeah, and she actually had a studio that she recorded out of. Um, and so we went there. It was $35 an hour. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so we started literally recording out of out of Brooklyn. So I would leave from having a half a day at school half a day at work and go from Jersey City at the time all the way to Brooklyn to record these episodes. And then when you first recorded it, were you uploading it? Because you're with, a, you're with a, for our agency now, but yes. before that, you was independent. We still own 100% of our content, uh, all of it. So even though we're signed with an agency, even though we're on a network, we own 100% of our content. Um, so literally, I mean, it's not much to Google. We SoundCloud is our host. And then amongst being on SoundCloud, I ended up getting Spreaker so that we can be distributed to iHeartRadio and Spotify. Mm -hmm. And so we paid those two hostings a month. And in the beginning, I was just like, girl, don't say nothing we can't cut out because we had no one really editing. Yeah. So everyone got the full episode. We did. We weren't doing much editing. <laughs> we didn't have a, a, a music to start. We didn't have sound bites. We were like, okay, well, we just talked for an hour. Here you go. Who do you use? Sprinkle, you said? Um, Spreaker. Sprinker. Spreaker. So Speaker with an R. They're the distribution? They they distributed before you could actually get, before you could just go to Spotify. Spotify was actually hard and so was iHeartRadio. So this was a host that could distribute your content through your RSS feed just through yeah. being a member on there and paying, I don't know, we paid $8 a month with them and $15 a month with SoundCloud. Troy, you want to say, you want to tell the RSS feed? Is? So the RSS feed is the yes. actual, I guess it would be like the website address for yes. your actual podcast. So. When you put that out, it, and you could distribute on multiple networks, so we can be on Anchor, and we can be on Spotify, we can be on Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or a multitude of things. At that time, how many were you? How many um, were we being distributed? We started. I mean, so our host was SoundCloud, and at that time, we also set up our Apple Podcast, mm -hmm. um, which was separately. Linked, well, it was linked to. Look, I didn't know none of this when I started, so it's linked to my either. goddamn email. Sorry. Yeah. So it's linked to that. I was like, well, I have iTunes. Let's just go on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So now everything's, yeah, through my iCloud account, which I wouldn't suggest for anyone. Um, but yeah, just just literally made it on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I didn't even know how to check analytics until I would see on our, our SoundCloud, oh, Google Play is getting us too. And we started popping up on all of these different podcast apps that I wasn't familiar with, but we saw it in, in our stats. Yeah, yeah I, so. actually, I told a story about that the other day. I was on the phone with this young man that we uh, met in D.C., and he was like, uh, what podcast should I listen to? What guys, What did you guys listen to? I'm like, 
well, we really didn't listen to any. I don't know if that's a good way to, to go about it, but we kind of just did this thing. Like, well, right. let's just do it. And then I think after like three months, we even like we didn't know that there was charts for podcasts. Oh, yeah. We were like, wait, huh? We're on a chart? Like, yeah, what? we were wondering why we never got into the new and noteworthy. And then there's a whole politics regarding right, right, that. Right. All on, these things. On Apple yeah, yeah we, I, we really didn't know much either. And, and like I said, um, she's a huge Bodega Boys fan, so she listened to them. <laughs> I had only really listened to The Read and gotten into Brilliant Idiots mm -hmm. um, around that time. And now I literally listen to Joe Budden faithfully. But like even, yeah, we started the podcast. And outside of me having a podcast, I still wasn't familiar with the, the space. Yeah. yeah. And I, think, yeah. I, I think that's, what, that's what important for people to understand, too, is that we haven't really done an episode about how to start a podcast. People have always asked for that. And it's like it's really not that difficult. It's not. It's like and it we, doesn't take a lot of money. Yeah, we use um, Anchor. For now. <laughs> <laughs> Do the right thing, Spotify. Um, and, and uh, yeah, that's a fact. That's so, a fact. Um, and they distribute our um, show to like eight different channels. So, yeah. like mm -hmm. iTunes, um, Spotify. Uh, where else are we on? Um, well, Podbean, Podbean, Podbean Stitcher, 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 all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So all you do is you, you record it and then you upload it from the computer or whatever device and you have. And one yeah. thing, and then yeah, you put it out everywhere. and it shoots yeah. it out. So that, little, that's the easy part. MacBook. It's really easy. Yeah. The, really the hard, easy. the hard part is to actually grow the audience, right? That that's that's is what most the toughest. That's what most people part, struggle with. Say. So how'd you how'd you grow your audience? Um, honestly, it and we like to say it was done pretty organically. Um, I did already have. I mean, oh. I would say a regular size, not even a regular size following um, because I had the blog and I was very active on Twitter since 09. I was a part of black Twitter. Um, <laughs> like when we, started, you know, when we started the podcast, I did, I was maybe sitting on 40,000 followers. So I was like, okay, let me just feel this. This is something new that I have. Let me shoot this out to them. And then I had a lot of friends also with a lot of followers. So I think by our third episode, I brought on Trey Pizzi, who's, a rapper in the Bronx. He has his following. And then by episode six or seven, we had B. Simone, who is now, at the time, she only had 300,000 followers. Yeah. She is now... She's big. She's now on tour with Martin Lawrence. Is she? Yes. Wow. I, I, she was on the show with uh, Little Kim when they were on the yacht, right? She is our first episode of 2020. We have Shout grown to together in what she's done. And and like I said, I know I knew Maul prior. So Maul was on like episode 30. From Joe Budden. From the Joe Budden podcast. Um and we just literally brought all of our friends who were also already in this space because we're like, okay, they have podcasts. People maybe want to hear them on another one. So yeah. we cross promotion. We cross promoted a ton. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we landed on loudspeaker and had that brilliant idiots feature that literally shot us up game 30,000 people. Changer. That was our game changer. For that sure. changed, I changed everything. It did. And then what's crazy is I thought that that was our biggest jump. And then we had Rory on from the Joe Budden podcast and continued with just really dope content that, our numbers kept growing. So it wasn't just the spike from, from Brilliant Idiots. We were able to keep those listeners, obtain them, and then keep growing. So, so, so okay. be, being on Brilliant Idiots, on Idiots, um, Joe, uh, that's Charlemagne's podcast. Yes. Everybody doesn't know. That increased your listener base by 30,000 per episode? Per, per Yes, per episode. So, <laughs> so wow. we literally went from like How many? 10 to 12,000 a week. And after that, we were seeing between 30 and 40,000. How many um, listeners do they have? Oh God, they probably get a quarter million. Quarter million per episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how'd you get connected with them? Um, so I wanna well, A King, um, who was a part of Loudspeaker. Um, I remember he got brought into like our third episode um of recording. And the studio at the time, um, the guy who's the owner of that was just like, Yo, these girls are dope. So he came in and listened to us 
And he was like, yo, y'all got something here. Keep working on it. We were three episodes in. He didn't know we were going to last a month later because podcasts start and don't finish. They're not consistent. So he's like, y'all keep going. Y'all got something good. And me and him maintained a friendship until it was just like, listen, we just sold out a show. Our numbers are going up. We're now almost at 10K a week. Like, bring us on the goddamn network. (laughs) We're we're doing this. So, and then he, we decided, um, it was Charlemagne also because he's on the network. They were like, okay, we'll bring y'all on to Brilliant as as the first. So, so yeah, I'm glad we're having this conversation for a lot, especially for people that are starting podcasts because this is all stuff that we're learning. Like, we didn't know because me and Troy never listened to podcasts before before we started a podcast. We still only listen to podcasts, <laughs> um, to be honest. Nah, with you. Uh, horrible decisions is now on the. Oh, it's, yeah, we subscribe to it. So you I, already I, said you couldn't make it. <laughs> hey, it gets a little raunchy. Okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure my son's not in the car. But, Headphones um, needed. That's a fact. Yes, yes. But yes. um, so but it's it's important for people to notice because um, nobody really knows this stuff. So the podcast world is kind of similar to the music industry. I'm finding Very out. Very much. Where it's like the music industry, you have labels, right? So you have like a Def Jam, you have Universal, you have labels, right? Mm-hmm. So you have um, networks in the podcast mm-hmm. game. So you're on loudspeaker. Yes, that's we are a on that's, that's a network. So and we're on a network with probably as, as, we, as we mentioned the top one percent of podcasts, specifically in the black space of podcasting. I'm amongst the top. So there's three the, the um, friend zone who also does touring. They just had it. They just went on tour with McDonald's at HBCUs. Um, of course, you have Angela Yee's lip service, um, which I love and I love her. And also Brewing Idiots with Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz. Yeah. And Flagrant 2, which Andrew is now selling out everything. He's yeah. doing everything. So, yeah. So, that's so that's a, that's a network. Mm-hmm. And you have, shout, shout out to our brother, Wallow267. And yeah, Gilly, yeah. congratulations. They just signed with Barstool. Yeah, Barstool's time. huge. Big yeah, time. Yeah, big that, time. That, Barstool is huge. That's a network. Um, so, there's a few other networks. So And, and similar to a record label. So, like, if, you, if you're if you a Def Jam artist, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy. They're going to... They're gonna, collab with other Def Jam artists, right? Yes. So if Jeezy's on Def Jam and they just got a new artist on Def Jam, the yeah. best way to give him that look is to put him on a record. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it helps right? everybody. Oh, it's like quality control, right? Like quality mm-hmm. control, like they got a little baby. The best way to give him a look is to put Quavo on a hook. Quavo on. Mm-hmm. So now you come on to the label for pretty much for the people to understand it. And Who's featuring on your first single? Right. <laughs> so the, and right. they, they they put you on brilliant idiots. So how did that how did that work? Like did they have to? And I knew they were scared of us. We we literally were also on only for the last 20, 25 minutes of the episode. So Andrew and Charlemagne did a whole episode. We come in the last 20, 25 minutes. So to have been able to reach thirty thousand new listeners in a twenty to twenty five minute, here you go. Like they put us on the hook. We didn't even get a verse. <laughs> <laughs> did, so, so did they? Did they have to get the okay from Charlemagne? Um, Chris Morrow, who is uh, head of loudspeaker, he. I'm sure they did they all that talking. They spoke and he's like, "Guys, ah, cool, yeah. whatever." And they were like, "These girls are ready." Nah, because it's, it's interesting. Because like I said, earn your, so all right. So in this equation, yes. if you, you're a loyal listener to Earn Your Leisure, we're like Koch Records, like. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're we're completely we're completely independent and we're just flying by the bootstraps. Yeah, we don't we don't know anything. Um, we're just figuring it out as we go. So it's good to know this stuff because it's like, oh, this is how these things actually work on the other side of the right, table. Right, we're like the underdogs in this whole scenario. Well, no, even even talking to you guys, um, a lot of people look at podcasting as it's a hobby. It's something to do with your friends. Um, and I remember even the conversation um, Weezy and I had before starting the show. I was just like, listen, 
if we're going to follow the model to try to make money on this thing, we got to look at this as a business. We have to operate as a business. And if I don't see no money, girl, I got a career I'm going to. <laughs> I got a plan And B. you know, um, I it, never in my wildest dreams, again, we started this podcast less than three years ago. April of 2017, it's now 2020, and we've done, we're now on our second, technically, tour. Um, and like I said, we, we made a quarter million dollars last year on, on what a lot of people see as a hobby. Um, and I was able to leave what I thought would be my career for the next 20, 30 years. And it's only going to get bigger from here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the plan. God willing. That's the plan. For sure. So, all right. Um, so we're going to go in the next time. We're going to talk about the business breakdown, how you're actually making money. But before that, yes. you, you, you said like in the um, podcast world, there's like politics, like stuff like that, right? Yes. So can you talk about that briefly? Because it's like, um, so like if you're, if you're on one network, you might not be able to collab with someone on another network? No, I haven't seen that really happen. Um, but we're all humans. So you have, I don't want to say human error, but human relationships. And so you do have people who aren't friends or have a history um, for some personal reasons. And now you'll probably never see them collab. Um, and that's just that's just more so. Yeah. that. And then you also have to look at it as a business. Like, does it make sense for me to go on a podcast that talks about cooking? Probably, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Somebody so, might have a food finish. You know, look, aphrodisiacs. Okay, you're right. We can maybe make it happen. But you also have to look at it like, okay, does this make sense for me to collab with this person? Does it benefit my brand? Does it benefit their brand? Um, And again, also, like I said, there is the human aspect of things. So even though we're all podcasters, that just like all rappers aren't friends, all podcasters aren't friends. And like I said, it's a whole underworld of podcasts. So. I definitely thank you for giving us information. Thank um, our brother Wallow. He gave us a lot of gems. Chad from 85 South Show. Yep. It looks oh, like, I love I love all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love yeah. Carlos in D.C. Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, supporting everything they're yeah, doing. Yeah, because nah, they just give us game. And it's like, um, you know, those those guys are, are established in the podcast world. So like, yeah. there's, there's podcast award shows. Right. And it's like iHeart. And it's like different things and it's like exclusive deals now that, that podcasters are signing or like exclusively with Apple or exclusively or with Spotify, Spotify right? and it's what, so much different stuff what going we're on. gonna see in the space of podcasting even over the it's next just getting year, started like yeah. it's just getting started specifically in our space where talk radio's been out Howard Stern what I'm doing now isn't new we're talking about sex in the same way that Howard Stern did he brought on porn stars and had them do wild things but it was just talk radio talk radio is essentially what podcasting is um but in our, <laughs> I guess, communities, we didn't listen to talk radio. No, no one no. wanted to turn on and hear people talk. No. But now we're getting in a space where it's very open. And again, the everyday person is finding themselves with a podcast with a lot of listens. Yeah. They find because yeah. they find a lot of value in it, right? So like, this is the way we educate now. Like we we, just, we used to get educated through the music, the music so much that we listen to now, or the kids listen to now. Not the same message, right? Yeah, so now, and no one wants to pick up many <laughs> books. Really, they want to get it in, in a right. hundred and forty character tweet. Exactly. This is what's going on, and that's the limit to what they're reading. So we're putting it through the ears. The same way we learn from music, now we're putting this education through the ears because right. that's what people have. They have their phones, they could just hit the podcast joint, and they go away with the education. Right. That's, that's a right. fact. So, all right. So, the next segment, we're going we're gonna to get to what everybody wants to know is how do you make money on a podcast? Oh, and yes. We're going to blow it out the water for okay. sure. Yeah. All right. So, in this segment, we're going to go into the deep dive of the numbers. Yeah. Because, um, as you said, you're not doing a podcast just for fun. You're doing no. it for yeah. business and it's your full time. It's, it's my living. Yeah, you <laughs> walk, I mean, you walked away from a full fledged career. To, to yeah, from at, from being a public accountant, I I walked away and and again I spent four 
long, stressful years of my life getting getting the degree to get to that point. just to get to that point. Yeah. And I left it within the first year. Can you, can you just talk about that for just like a second? Like the feeling or the build up to knowing that, you know what, I have to leave or I can't do both at the same time anymore? Um, I mean, it came from not only just juggling time. I mean, I, when I first started my job and I started in July, so it was right before we got into busy season and me and her were recording still like I have to go. So I was like, they wanted me to stay. And I'm like, I got this. We scheduled studio at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. I got to be up out of here. Like I can't stay. So, I mean, when I first started my job, I was, they were, they thought I was sick because I had all these doctor's appointments every week and they're like, you need to schedule these on another time because we need you to stay these days. And I literally was telling them I couldn't stay at work. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until we started, we planned our tour and I went into the office to my senior manager and finally had to open up like, Hey guys, um, Fridays, I may have to leave early sometimes because, um, I am going on a tour <laughs> and they're oh. like, what? And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, um, it's like a radio show because no one really knows what a podcast is all the way. So I'm like, it's like a radio show. They're like, really? What do you talk about? And I was like, women empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, women, that's my, that was my oh, corporate thing. Oh women gosh. empowerment. I didn't want to, you know, and you know, Go dating you. and relationships. Didn't <laughs> add in the sex in there. Um, and then it wasn't until like I'm being noticed at my DNI event from partners at my firm. Like, Oh my God, I knew you worked at one of the big fours, but I didn't know which one. And then I'm being spotted in the cafeteria <laughs> during the week. And I'm just like, this isn't going to hold up much longer. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, in the, in the beginning, it was hard to balance it. The anxiety of leaving, I literally was like, okay, I made my salary, um, in the first five months of 2019, mm -hmm. I matched it with what I was doing with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and so before I left, I kind of set a date to myself. I was like, I don't want to do another busy season. Um, busy seasons in public accounting, I was crying weekly. Mm. I was getting into work at 9 o'clock, wasn't leaving the office until 1, 2 in the morning. Mm. And then they said I wasn't staying late enough because there was people staying till 5. I said, not me, I'm getting my sleep. <laughs> um, and so, you know, just them even feeling like I wasn't giving them enough time. And I'm like, I'm working 9 to 2 a.m. That's crazy. So I'm busting 70, 80 hour weeks and I'm like, I'm giving someone else 70, 80 hour weeks of me at a salary. I said, those additional hours and even the hours I'm giving them, if I put that into myself, right. what could I really make? And so I paid off some of my credit cards. I started the savings and I was raised in a single parent household. My mom was a tech a nurse. We grew up section eight food stamps. That's my life. So the idea of a savings I had never had. My mom has never had. My dad has never had. Mm -hmm. A savings account was not something I grew up knowing about. So I wanted to make sure I had a safety net just in case. Mm -hmm. So I got my savings, paid off my debt, raised my credit score to where I was like, okay, maybe I can get a couple things now and left my job. Gotta do it. Congrats. Gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So the podcast made a quarter million dollars in the first six months of 2019, right? Uh, no. So a quarter million dollars in 2019. In 2019. But in 2019, we made a quarter million dollars um, through all of our avenues. But by May, um, which is when we finished our first tour, with ads, with Patreon, with that, I had matched my accounting salary. So I had made 60000 So I'm looking. I'm like, okay. So I made about 60000 in five months with the podcast. I just worked half a year. So I, I saw hundred grand in like first half of 2019 most I've ever seen in my life and so I was like okay and again I gave all of these hours to a corporation I was like 
what can I do the next six months? So yeah, I, I left in June. All right. But yeah. So, all right. So, so how did you make the money? So there's a couple of different ways how you make money yes. on a podcast and, and, and your, your guys specifically. So first I want to talk about Patreon. Yes. Patreon is something that once again, shout we, out to them. <laughs> we didn't know anything about Patreon until no we started a podcast and somebody actually put in a comment on Instagram, like you guys have a Patreon. And like, I, what, I, what's I Patreon? You, I'm like, yo, you, you know what Patreon is? We like, no. I'm it's, like, all right, let me just type it in. Let's mm-hmm. see what this is. So and there's actually, it, that's the one site that there's a ton to Google about. Like yeah. when you start podcasting, there is no blueprint to what we're doing. No, there's, nothing. there's not. So I can give you all of the steps that I did exactly. That doesn't mean you're going to see the successful right. money I made. There's just really no blueprint to this. But Patreon, there is. And again, at this point, when we first started the podcast, we were paying for studio. We were paying for edits. We needed flyers. We ne- There was expenses coming out. And... We were like, okay, let's find a way to bring money in. And so we started our Patreon account. So, how, all right. So you guys are really doing really well with Patreon. So yes. can you talk about that? Like, what's your what's your, your model for Patreon? So for Patreon, we wanted to, you have to give them more than what they're getting. Um, so as podcasting, I don't think people realize, like, the amount of information we give out, that's for free mm-hmm. um, to a lot of people. And we started growing. I, we really have supporters. Um, I like to think of our audience as there are sisters, there are best friends wearing their head as those things. And so being as vulnerable as we have and transparent with our lives, people wanted to support us, but we were just giving them content for free. So we were like, okay, what can we give them for a subscription? That's what Patreon is. It's a subscription It's a subscription platform that you could add to your already present platform. For creatives. For creatives, for, and, and, yes. and it doesn't have to be podcasting. It, be it doesn't. It could be, be videos. It yeah. be any, anybody can have a, can have a Patreon um, account. And how much you make on Patreon? Um, so currently we're seeing close to nine grand a month. So what do you what what, what do you what do you have? Like- so right now we offer a two dollar tier, a five dollar tier, and a fifteen dollar tier. Um, and for our fifteen dollar patrons and five dollar patrons, they get three bonus episodes a month. So as a creator, we are, you know, creating now seven to eight episodes a month. And then for our fifteen dollar tier patrons, we send them out merch. So every four months, they are able to receive merch from us. And it can be anything from a crew neck, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, socks, a mug. Um, And so every four months, they're now getting merch that you can only get as being a top tier patron, which is dope because now that we do live shows and they come in with the merch, we know that they're supporters and it's just a different connection that we have with them. Um, But also it allows them to have their own community boards. Mm -hmm. They talk with each other. We give information that we only give to our patrons that we don't put on our our public platforms. And then now that we are also on tour, it's the only place that you can be to get access to pre-sale tickets, which was a big thing because our Patreon community sold out our VIP tickets for our New York show before it was even open to the public. Mm. So people feel like, you know, they're still getting value in being a part of, of that community. Dope. And um, how long did it take to grow? How many patrons do you have? Um, we have about 1,400. How long did it take to grow that? Um, we started our Patreon account December of 2017. Um, and I can remember... Shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think we started with maybe getting $80 a month. And then that grew to two and 300. And it's a slow climb. But then that's when we went from giving them one episode to two episodes to now yeah. three episodes. So we've grown um, to let them know that they're getting, you know, their money's yeah. worth. Now, it was crazy. The first month we, we, we started Patreon, like I said, we had no idea. Like, even creating the tiers, it was like, how do we even price it? We tried to figure out what would make sense. And then, like, the first month we had like two people. 
Oh, we were happy because we were like, great, like, that was only covers our studio. <laughs> like, now we weren't having to pay for the studio because these five people who, yeah. you know, wanted to support us was now, it was covering our costs. No, Patreon is a great idea. Like I said, not just for podcasters, any creative that's looking to grow organically because what it, what it allows is for your, your natural supporters, people that really, really support yes. you. Mm-hmm. To, to support you financially. And it's not just charity. They're getting something for it as yes. well. So like what we've done with our Patreon is that we've given like the top tier, top two tiers access to our online university. Okay. Um, which is called EYL University. They yeah. also get access to live stream events, all mm-hmm. of our events. They get discounts to our events. Oh. I think like 20% discount. Yeah, 20% to the to the events and to the and to our merch. Nice. So when they go to EarnYourLeisure.com, they can buy the merch. And they get FaceTime so. calls nice. at the highest yeah. level, right? Yeah, we're going to, so like now. Oh yeah, we started the calls. I was yeah. like, girl. We, we, we're in the process of, of revamping it because it's like, yeah, we, we've added so much content now that right. we, we can maybe offer like another episode. So we're going to start doing things like that too. Right. Yeah. Maybe even transcripts. Yeah, transcripts. Of so the episode. We'll a lot of yep. time people want to like... They take notes. They want over and above. So I really like when you told me that you was making 9000 a month off of Patreon. I really like that because it's a way to... Because like you said, the, po- the podcasts are free. Right. So it's like it's hard for podcasters to provide so people don't understand how much work it takes to take right. a, to do oh, a podcast. Yes. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's a full-time it's work. job. It is time, a full-time job. And the yes. time too, the time too, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. But, but even so, and, and then travel. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. So with those funds, we were able to, like I told you, our merch for our tour, this go around cost us damn near eight grand. Like it's expensive to buy merch, to sell merch, to go on the road. And so our very first tour, that we did, mind you, again, just being on a network, we still own a lot of our our content. And so our first tour, we had no agent. So Patreon funded our first tour. Mm-hmm. We spent about $20,000 getting the venues. Um, and this was throughout eight cities. We did 13 shows. And we literally were like, okay, let's look at our analytics. What cities are we going to? <laughs> we looked at our SoundCloud analytics and was like, okay, we have audiences here. We picked what we would feel comfortable as far as um, venue size. And literally when people ask, we were like, okay, we're going to Atlanta. Google Atlanta theater. (laughs) That's what we did. We Googled the city followed by the word theater. A list came up and we started emailing and calling those places, asking for availability and rental cost. And so we went through all of these cities. We picked the venues. We got the rental costs. We we knew what we wanted to stay between um, as far as money. So I think our most expensive venue, of course, was Caroline's. Um, New York City. How much was that? New York City. That one was about five. Five thousand. Yeah. Um, and for a matinee show, the comedy clubs weren't dealing with us at all. They didn't know who we were. They didn't really so you know about podcasts. Perform we had a four four p.m. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> so. Um, for you know, for the comedy clubs, they were a little bit more pricey. But our venues ranged anywhere from you know our our venue in Chicago was our least expensive. That one was I don't know I think we got for like 150 an hour, um, and it sat 130 people. We did the numbers. We priced our tickets. We had our friends check people in. We said here's an extra phone. Scan them on Eventbrite. We put all of our tickets on Eventbrite. Had our <laughs> friends at the door. Um, we were like, we not popular. We don't need security. Had no security for the first tour. Um, and we knew we had to be out at a certain time because we weren't paying no overfees. So we rented the, the venues, kept 100% of the door, and we covered our own hotel and transportation expenses. So for some of the cities, I was like, girl, I'm staying with you. Even though we have, <laughs> even though I'm on tour, I'm staying with my homegirls. 
Um, and how many cities? The, how many cities you doing your first tour? Our first tour, we did eight cities, and in about three or four of the cities, we had to add an extra show because we sold out the first show. How, so much, how much money did you make on your first tour? Our first, our first tour, we made about a hundred and ten thousand profit. If you take out the the venue cost, we saw almost a hundred grand. And but now you got a, a agent, yeah. Yes. So it's that's, different. That's now, changed right? some things. It's changed the game for you. Yes, we are now signed to WME, um, and they are now doing our second tour. And we went from doing eight cities to 17 cities. And how, how has that helped you as far as like boost up the amount of cities? That um, you... It's been amazing because we don't have to, <laughs> I, we don't have to call the venues and be like, hey, so we want to do a show. Like that was the thing. We're walking into these venues. We're doing tech. We're doing sound. We're making sure the green room is cool. We're handling the guest list. They're like, y'all don't have anyone. And it was literally me and my co-host with our friends that wanted to help. Mm. And so we're going into these venues as the booker, the talent, the management, the producers of everything. So like, now the agent takes care of all now, those roles? No, the agent takes care of booking the venues. Okay. And we now have a tour manager and a tour assistant that deal with the writers, production, to where we can now show up and put on a show. And they get they get paid? Yes, they get paid. Percentage off of that? Um, our assistant, we pay salary. Our tour manager, we pay salary. And the agent takes a percentage. You said writers or writers? Writers. So, the, like, the, the list of things you need? The things, the the hospitality writer, right, what right, we right. ask for in our green room. So, I wanted to be like, <laughs> I want Skittles on that with the purple ones taken <laughs> out. I, but I was like, no, let me stop. But I was like, ooh, we talent now. Like, we went to Howard Theater, which was one of our biggest venues, and my name was on the room. I was like, I need all them tickets. Um, <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm my rider. It's Tito's, which I might have to up that because it'd be gone before the show starts. <laughs> um, so I got Tito's. My co-host has like Red Bull. Like it's simple. Um, that's our hospitality rider. And then we have our production rider. Mm -hmm. So what we need on stage, um, the music that we're going to play, the host, what time we want them and come out. So we still are very much in charge with the production of our show. Okay. And that's dope because um, that's it's, important to us. It's, it's So the podcast game is becoming like a real, real crazy thing where it's like as a podcast you can go on tour just like a musician can go on tour yeah. right? and you get the same benefits and it's like what you described for your first year that's like where we're at right now because mm -hmm. we're, we're doing our, we're on our tour right now but we do everything ourselves so, so that that's the thing that i will say a lot of people see a lot of podcasts going on tours or doing live shows and they automatically think they have to do it i would go against that um, I think a lot of people think that, you know, if they're not doing live shows and they're not successful, and I think they need to focus on maybe reaching their audience more before just, okay, we're going to do a live show. Because I do know a lot of podcasters that are like, okay, it's time for me to do a live show. And then they get the venue, they start selling tickets and no tickets. Are well, what we did, and this is a tip for people, well, our blueprint was we did networking events. We did free networking events <clears throat> in six cities in America. We did LA, Chicago, Houston, um, New York. Atlanta, anywhere else? Oh, you got them all. Five. We did five free. In DC. In, no, we're not a networking event. Oh, right, We right, did right. five free networking events okay. last year. Free. Completely free. Come. And the only, we just made money off of merch and a bar. We split okay. percentage on the bar, right? We did that for a few different reasons. A, we wanted to just get out and touch the cities. I we, like that. And interact with the people. And we used it as a real-time gauge to see how hot we was in those I, I really like that. Um, it's for, like the pop-up show. For our first live show, again, like I was I was telling you guys before, as an accountant, I'm looking at margins and break-even and all of the things necessary and looking at what we had to put out and um, so what we needed to sell tickets at. 
Um, we did have our studio that we recorded at at the time. He put up the money and then we paid him back with the ticket sales. But we literally, our first show, we saw no money at all. And we did, we weren't doing it for money, but we were doing it to reach our audience. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that would maybe be another tip, um, is to make sure you price the tickets at something where you could at least break even and not to look at your first live show as something to make a ton of money off of. Um, so maybe sizing your venue down with something that's not going to cost a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's dope cause it's, it's all a learning yeah, experience. It it's, it's like, it is. so for us now, like I said, we're in a stage where we're not signed to anybody and we don't have any booking agents or anything. So we're doing all this stuff. It's a lot of work. That's why we kind of like spread it out like six weeks in between shows and we do two. So we do like a live podcast and we do a workshop too. So it's like a two day event. Um, but when we got invited, like I said, shout out to 85 South and, uh, we got invited to, they were guests on lip service yes. on the lip service, uh, Angela Yee's podcast. So we went to, um, to the show that they had in New York city. Oh, at the Apollo. No, at um, where was it at, Troy? Uh, Lincoln Hall was Lincoln Hall. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, but it was so they were guests on lip service. Yes. So we got there before eighty five South got there. So they they brought us to their like room, their green room, and like they had the liquor bottles, and it was like a real like. (laughs) Backstage for performer. No, like, you, you know no but, but as a podcaster, especially if you're doing the lot, like you're an artist. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so yeah, it's crazy. This, these now. are the like, entertainers like, of like the generation. Me being on tour, like we're going through riders. We have day calls. We have my like we have sound checks. We have it's really crazy. Like, yeah. and when I'm talking to my friends who are in the music industry, they're like, you know, dang, you have like a real tour, like a real schedule, like, and I'm like. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm a music artist. It's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah, but, but I say I have to say it's like it's a it's always a, a progression in the business. So it's like as you so now you 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 have staff yes. that handles your touring for you that helps it out. Now you can add more shows, mm-hmm. and it makes it you know an easier transition. And that's something that a lot of time people don't really think about as far as like especially like with a podcast or any type of creative. It's like there's more to it than just the content. But I think, I think, and it's one of the things that we're trying to get now. I don't think people realize the importance of a team. Um, and so for a lot of the beginning of us, it was just me and her. And we did. We thought we could do it all. Like, we, like I said, we were every position imaginable. And it's, there's only so far that you could take yourself before you create a team. So you guys having someone be behind the camera, that's dope. You guys now don't have to deal with the, the video element of something and you have him doing that. Us now having an engineer helps without me having to do the editing when we're dealing with a tour. We're looking for an assistant, social media person. Like you, It, it takes a team, mm-hmm. um, which I think is why you have these people like Angela Yee and Brilliant Idiots and Joe Budden who has been able to go so far because they have people that have the roles. Nah, yeah. That's a fact. 85 South Show, so they had 19 people yeah. on, yeah. their, on, their, on, their, their, on their show. Big, and they yeah. said they started with, they was doing, uh, I think, like 100 to 200 people. Now they do like 3,000 3, 3, yeah. people. They yeah. started out with a wood table yes. and three microphones. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, a, again, anyone, anyone looking to get into the space, if they're looking for it to be a business, this definitely is something that you can grow to be, like, very, you know, profitable. So, so hosting. You get paid on hosting too, right? Yes. How's so that I work do out? panels, hostings. That just goes with bookings, and, and and I love it because it's literally like, bro, I'm getting paid to talk. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like this is still, it's a nuance that I can't even explain. Like I'm the one that had to be told to shut up in in, in the classroom. Like, like you're talking too much. Speaking engagements. You know, so there's speaking engagements, 
Um, right now, we're trying to do after parties, just again, just to be more after your events? after our live shows. Okay. Um, again, you have to realize that the booking of hostings and clubs, that whole scene has changed. Um, they realize that certain people aren't bringing it out just because you have a million followers doesn't mean you're even going to bring a crowd. Um, so right now, because promoters don't do that as much anymore, it's us trying to, y'all don't understand though, our reach is here. Um, so as far as club hostings, that's not really a thing. Um, but it's more so, yeah, speaking engagements and, and we're doing Mocha Fest in Jamaica. So that's, a booking where it's not really talking, but we're going to be doing a live show in Jamaica. The your agent handles that stuff for you as no, well? No, we got booked on that by ourselves. Okay. Yeah. So you you another major portion of your, your money comes from ads, right? Yes. Good old ad space. Good old ads. <laughs> um, and that's probably one of the hardest things for podcasters. Um, and it's probably the one thing that they look to start to get is ads. Um, and that's the toughest thing, I think, to get um, as... As a podcaster, you don't know who to reach out to. You know, okay, we talk about sex. Okay, Blue Chew, Adam and Eve, like there's certain brands that we know would align well with us, but who do you get in touch with to say, hey, give me money so that I can say your name? It's like, it's it's hard to come about. So Loudspeaker plays the middleman in that. They bring in a majority of our ads outside of any ad agencies that just reach out to us personally. Prior, prior to Loudspeaker, were you guys, when you were doing it independently, how did you get those people? Or did we you did. get them at we, all? We did. Straight I up. remember this guy hit us up and was like, I got a song. And I, I think we charged him like, all right, come on for 150. <laughs> uh, we got other people that would send us stuff and we were doing ads, but we were doing it for like $50. Mm-hmm. Like just so that we can, well, this will cover our studio time. So, you know, when we first started, we, we literally were getting, we thought it was anything that mattered. Oh, we're making money. Yeah. Um, but then as we got further and we saw that our audience really bought into the things that we said, yeah. again, our relationship with our audience was most important. So we had sex toy companies that hit us up. We were like, we're not giving an ad until we try the product. So mm. there's been companies that have said, <laughs> <us, I know. laughs> literally, yeah, we got to try it out. Um, so there would be companies that would hit us up. And I was like, girl, my vibrator died the first time. Like, we not doing that ad on the show. So... <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously. Quality of product. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, it's we, very important. We can't put our name behind this product. So I think it's important that, that you're not just accepting any money that comes in because it's being thrown at you. At first or just in general? Even at first, we okay. were like, listen, like we were talking about how much we liked our vacation in Thailand. We would get DMs because you said you're going to Thailand. I'm going now. Where did you stay? And we noticed just how much like people yeah. were following what impact we were saying. Strong. Yeah, we had a strong impact. And I was like... Well, if we're going to have our people spend their hard-earned dollars, not only at our shows, but in products that we're endorsing, I want it to be worth endorsing. Um, so that became important. Um, I know, like, just recently, a tobacco company hit us up. I said, girl, we're not doing that ad. I don't care how much they pay us. We're, mm-hmm. I'm not endorsing tobacco. So it's also just really having that, you know, that all money isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. No, that's a fact. Yeah. And um, we talked about that before in another episode with, like, CPM. Yes. How to gauge that. Can you just talk about that? Like, So t- CPM, if you Google it, this is how you can determine how much maybe an ad would be worth on your podcast. So $25 is the basic CPM rate. You multiply that by every thousand listens that you get. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting 10,000 listens multiplied by um, $25 per thousand, that's $250. Right. Um, and you can get that per ad. And of course, the number of ads that you approve on your show is up to you. Um, 
we don't really like to go over four, and that's maybe two mid-rolls and two pre-rolls. Um, most end rolls don't really count as anything. No, Nobody's buying an end roll. Yeah. A lot of people don't listen to a full podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So those are normally thrown in for free. Um, but you can decide how many you want to take. But again, if you're seeing 10,000 10, listens and you take on four ads, that's $1,000 for that one episode. And if you're someone who maybe records out of your house and doesn't have much overhead, you're seeing that as profit. Yeah. Because and- now you're not you know, putting that into your production. So for us, and sometimes you can give a discount. You can be like, okay, I know the standard is 25. I'll give it to you for 22. And so you can gauge it off that. Right now, we base it off of about 70,000 listens, and that fluctuates. You also normally go based off of your numbers for about the six-week six mark. So this mm. is net six weeks. Right. Um, because some people look at it like, your, what's your first week, right? And yeah, no, no, no. Some no. people, 30 days. It's, so, yes. So And also, you have to realize when you're getting paid for these, sometimes you're not getting paid until net 30 or net 60. Mm. So even though you're getting this money, you're not getting it up front. Um, you're saying the ad and you're not seeing that money till down the line. So being kind of up on when you're owed, when to send invoices, this becomes now a part of the business where you need to keep track of what your money is coming in and what, what's going out. Now, also it's important for podcasters to understand too is that they a lot of the ad agencies, they base your numbers off of previous... Predated. Like... Mm-hmm. data yeah. so it's like we're we could be in january right now and then they'll base the numbers off of october yeah and it's like six thousand less listeners right. than what you currently have right and then by the time you get paid it's not till march right, <laughs> right. And now you got a whole so it's like you're always chasing back but also knowing that you can include your numbers not only from your audio, but you could be like, yo, listen, I also get another 30,000 views on YouTube. So, so you're allowed to kind of combine those. You know, it's funny that you say it, not to cut you off, but a lot of, because um, I was talking once again um, to one of our, our good friends in the podcast space, and they were saying that another ad agency that he used to use and that we kind of use sometimes, they, they, don't, they didn't allow that. A lot of ads... Don't allow YouTube. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's really changing. Make- it's changing a little bit now. Um, but also, if you guys want to make money for your visuals and your audio, you can just base your audio numbers, which is what we do now because our videos have been pretty inconsistent. Um, so it's not fair to the to the you know advertiser. But there's Google AdSense. Yeah. So you can still make money off of all of the ads that YouTube is putting into your videos as they so please. Um, we're not able to be as monetized because of our content. <laughs> so if you have a business, you know, podcast or something more kid friendly, which now they even added, if yeah, you know, yeah, you have to, 18 yeah, plus, yeah, you have you to check put off. that. Um, but you can log in, get your Google AdSense, and you can monetize um, and get paid off of what YouTube ads are, uh, are being. Put uh, another, another podcast hack to get paid double is that you can do an ad for audio because most most companies just want to advertise audio Mm -hmm. so you can do the ad for audio but then if somebody else wants to do an ad you might not have enough ad space you can do the ad for youtube and you can Mm. outside of um the the ads that they already give you like you can place an ad in the episode Mm -hmm. just for youtube so and i I wanted to say that too so because our podcast is not current event based Mm -hmm. we do pre-record a ton of content so we'll go into the studio and bust out two or three episodes in one sitting and so we may get an ad last minute and now i have to record it and we're fitting it into audio so that's also something for for people who pre-record their content don't feel like you have to miss out on an ad you can always record it 
edit the audio and fit it inside. Make sure you transition it right and say, hey, before we get to that segment, this episode was brought to you by. And you could always feed it into it organically because a lot of you know, advertisers do want an organic sounding ad. Yeah. They don't want it just placed in. So you can still find ways to transition it if you're editing in a, in a good, uh, you know, roundabout way, especially if you have segments the way you guys do. Yeah, yeah. it makes and it that, easier. And that's, like I said, that's important for people to know. So it's like if you have a, a business that, you know, you're promoting, you know, uh, teeth straightening, you know, right. if you're a dentist and somebody else wants to do the exact same thing, you can't have two of the same companies advertise on audio. Right. But what you could do is say, okay, it's $500 for audio, for your teeth straightening company. So we don't have space, but our YouTube numbers might be half of that. So we can insert a, a short clip on video just on YouTube, yeah. charge you 250 because right. it's less. So now you're getting 750 and the YouTube listeners aren't hearing audio. Audio listeners aren't watching YouTube for the most part. Right. It's two different audiences. With two different audiences, yeah. and which the beauty, is what I pick up on. The yeah. beauty of the YouTube is that literally you can place it anywhere and as many as you want. Really, mm -hmm. it just has to be after, I think 10 minutes. That's when you can start placing ads. So you could just place them anywhere. Like so, that's what we right. And then I mean, this. if you are a podcast that is going to start inserting all of these ads, that's where Patreon becomes a great platform because now you can say this yeah. is ad-free content. First so a lot of people don't like they don't want to hear ads. it. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. don't want to yeah. hear it. And so now that becomes a selling point to where okay, well you can listen to the episodes ad-free. And our Patreon members listen to our episodes <laughs> early. Not only, oh yeah, we, we used early. to do that. Right? Not, <laughs> not only ad free, but early as well. Early so. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ran, we ran into a, <laughs> a comment like we, uh, we had posted that we were about to put out the episode, and somebody was like, "Yo, I loved it. It was our favorite." And uh, we were like, yo, how'd you hear it? He's like, yo, I'm on Patreon. I'm like, oh, Duh. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out. To, nah, actually, I made a I'm like, yo, it didn't come out yet. And everybody started laughing in the comment section. He was like, yo, he's bugging. And he's like, nah, I'm on Patreon. I'm like, I apologize. Yeah. But I mean. Salute to all of our patrons. Outside of making the, the money, I think one of the other things that is the most important as a content creator is to literally just learn. Whatever you think you're going to have to pay somebody to do, teach yourself. So like I was saying, I, I, I got a MacBook as a gift because I said, I need a MacBook because I need <laughs> Premiere Pro to, to edit because all of the people who edit stuff have MacBooks. So I need a MacBook. Um, and so I taught myself how to edit audio on Audacity, GarageBand, and Premiere Pro. Um, I created our media kit. I taught myself how to cut um, social media clips, how to create social media content like audiograms and videos and anything that I felt we needed as marketing material. And those are things that sometimes you have to pay if you don't know how to do it. So I literally taught myself on, on YouTube. I would go in and be like, okay, how do I split this track? And there's YouTube videos for literally everything. So for people who maybe have a job but don't have the money to invest in cameras or equipment or studio time or outsourcing all of these, these jobs, you can teach yourself how to do it. And it's editing audio is fairly simple. It, it is. It's fairly simple. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The blueprint on how to make money on a podcast. Hey. A lot of jewelry in that in that segment for sure. So last segment, we're gonna we're gonna bring it home with a with a few more actionable items and, and scaling model for you going forward. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna close it out. Um but before we do, I wanna um Troy, can you just tell because a lot of people always ask, I get this yeah. question so much. My personal page, earn your leisure's DM. 
what mics we use, what cameras we use. We yeah, want to try right. to help people as much as we possibly can to get mm-hmm. them up and started running yeah, we, the podcast. We kind of did so. an episode on uh, Earn Your Leisure University. Earn Your Leisure University, we give the whole entire whole blueprint. Exact thing. I actually like, brought this. the boxes down. Like, yo, this yeah. is the box. Yeah, but so for the mics, we were looking at industry standards. And so we kept watching podcasts. And I'm like, yo, listen, that's the one we need. I went to the Breakfast Club. I'm like, we need that. So the mics we use are the Shure SM7B mics. And they're like the industry standard. S-H-U-R-E, sure. Sure, yeah, S-H-U-R-E, yep. And um, they, they run about $400. They're pricey, but they get the job done. So right. if you look at the early episodes, even on YouTube, we got wires <laughs> on the table. Yeah. We got like the shotgun stands, and it's like, all right. Our, our audio is terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, and yeah, I think mics are probably one of the most important. Especially our voice needs to be heard. It has to be. So we, we try to get something that would... Cancel out noise and, yes. and capture everything that we're saying. Can I say what not to do? Tell them. That I see a lot of new podcasters doing and I wish they would stop. There's a mic that you just sit down. It's supposed to be a globe mic. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop doing it. <laughs> if you have guests, if you have more than one host, it does. It picks up everything and it literally sounds like you're in a bathroom. <laughs> um, and I, I we struggled with audio even being in the studio sometimes. Yeah. like Or even, you know guests would lean back or come over you you can't change that yeah there's nothing so you there's nothing you can do with even when you're editing audio but when you have just a globe and you can't multi-track a session yeah forget about it yeah that's multi-track is important multi-track is very important yeah. so if you're going to have a podcast with five hosts right you need five mics yeah. just know that every every person needs to have their own mic yeah i, I can imagine somebody's important and then mind important. listening they're like what's multi-tracking so multi-track means like every mic has a track that goes into where it's recording from. So right now our laptop is recording three different tracks because it's three different mics. So we have four guests before and five. Right. So five. if I came here and I was talking like this most of the episode, right. they could actually Raise your turn volume. my levels. Exactly. And then once you compress all of the files together, it's just one MP3 or wave track, and yeah. then it all sounds fine. But you can actually adjust levels if you're a multi-track. Yeah. Most people like we like to use wave because it keeps the audio in its purest form. Yes. Um, sometimes but wave, MP- wave files are also a lot much larger. larger. <laughs> a lot larger. Yes. <laughs> much yes. larger. Space is important. You got to have space. So yes. like we 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 got a um we got like one of the highest tiers of the Google Drive. Right. Because we have not only do we do the audio, but we also obviously do the visuals. Right. And so you want to talk about large files? Like every time we do an episode, we're talking about. 60 gigs per camera right so that's important too and and if you have patreon um they don't allow large file size so patreon (laughs) is mp3 upload yeah um and yeah, wave files are, are large. So yeah. what kind of cameras? Do we so have? we went we um for the cameras we obviously we started with the iPhones, but we got these Lumen gear. <laughs> started iPhones. We started with iPhones like straight iPhones. up, and I'm talking like iPhone six, like oh yeah yeah it was ugly, but we got the job done. The content Wait, was more, iPhone yeah. six. He had it. He had it. He had an iPhone six. He had a, <laughs> I never had. No, an eight, I had the eight. I had the eight. Eight plus. I had a ten. You had a ten. I had an eight plus. Okay, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah, six so last year. Six. Sounds, no, I got the six from my pops. I got the six from my pops because he just got his first cell phone. But um, now we got the Lumix cameras, and somebody actually asked me, why do we use the Lumix ones, Lumix uh, 95s? Um, it was because we want to record in HD. And okay. most cameras, if you even try, like, they'll re- let you record, not HD, 4K. They'll let you record. 30 minutes. 30 minutes at all. 30 minutes. That's it. Yeah, that's it. See, with the Lumix. And then you have to take it out, export it, and then put it back in. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll cut us a check out of this. But the <laughs> Lumix 95, right. it's unlimited 4K. Oh, wow, that is good. Yeah, so, That's like, really that good. was, like, a huge thing because, like, a lot of our, our content is, like, an hour long. Right. So when we record in 4K, there's no time limit to it. Okay. But in, and part of that is, like, you have to have storage for it, too. So, like, storage having is large uh, scan disks, right. 512 uh, gigabytes just to hold an episode. 
Um, so that, that's pricey too because those are like $200 a piece, right? right? So getting multiples of those. And then when you start recording two or three episodes in a week, it's like, all right, we got to start shipping these off so we can erase and create more files. But like that's the most important thing. Like unlimited 4K recording, that's why we chose these cameras. And also what I learned is that um, you can actually make a movie on an iPhone because oh, what I learned is that uh, lighting is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If you have bad lightning, you can have the best cameras in the world, and it's not going to look good. It means nothing. Yeah, I see you guys have yeah. lights as well. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we had to invest, we we had to invest in, in lights because it's like lighting changes everything. You got an iPhone with good lighting, and it looks just like any camera. Yeah. Lighting. So that's, a, that's, that's another tip. Lighting is extremely interesting. What lights do we use? So we got the GVM, the great uh, maker lights. We, we went to B&H said, what can we get for a relatively respectable price and get three of them, right? So if you look, like, obviously, they know the green wall. That, that's yeah. my dining room. It lights the room up a little, right. little bit differently. So, um, yeah. and, and you can also just get ring lights on Amazon as yes. well. Ring lights work, um, too. And those are very, very, like, like cheap, $100. if that. Yeah. You can get them for the, for the yeah. little low. That's so. what I said. And people think, like, oh, it's a podcast. But I'm like, now nah, we need all this. Like, some people have seen us in the airport, right? They're like, right. yo. Where are y'all going with all this? And I'm like, um, nah, we're I, a podcast. I'm carrying my retractable banner. I carry my <laughs> my phone in my, I mean, my 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 microphone in yeah. my book bag, and of course that has to go through the uh, scanner. It's, it's, and a it's like, what are you doing? Like, and then and then we upload the audio to GarageBand. Yeah, right. so the, you guys use I use it, so the audio okay. right now is going into GarageBand. What's GarageBand? What is that? So that is our interface. That's what we're recording on. So everything people like to use Logic. Some people want to use other things. I'm like, yo, listen. I'm going to use GarageBand because it came with the Mac, and I'm just going to do that. So right. for people that have no idea about computers like myself, what does that mean? Like, what is GarageBand? That, so GarageBand, so like right now we're talking, right? GarageBand is recording it, right? So once that happens, now we can turn volumes up or turn them down, mm-hmm. or we can edit parts out, or we can add ads can into add, the space. You can add sound right. effects. You can split the tracks. Split the tracks, um, exactly. So there's GarageBand, and like I mentioned earlier, um, for... Post production. I focus now on Audacity. Audacity is another program. I was also using um, Premiere Pro, which Premiere Pro is very pricey. Um, but what you could do is actually purchase the Adobe Suite and pay twenty dollars a month, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending a thousand dollars on the Adobe Suite or however much it is, it's very pricey. For the Adobe Suite, you get Premiere Pro, you get Photoshop, you get Power. No, PowerPoint is Microsoft. Yeah. Um, but you get all of these resources that can, you can use to edit and create content. Yeah. And one thing I told, um, I, I, I one thing I, I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was crazy. One of our favorite episodes is, um, Chris Gotti, uh, shout out to Chris. He, um, Irv Gotti's brother, uh, used to run murder Inc. And, um, he said something that was extremely key. He said, uh, for independent artists, music mm-hmm. artists, he was like, you're not competing with other independent artists. You're competing with Drake, even though you don't know it. So he's like in a club, like, yet having your record mixed in masses is extremely important Mm -hmm. because like in the club when they play the record and it doesn't hit nobody's gonna say oh they just didn't have the budget they're gonna listen to it like that doesn't sound sound like how Drake and that's the whole point of having your your music mixed and mastered and it's the same thing with the podcast like the audio and that's what I I remember I was telling Troy and Mike (laughs) I was like we're not because as I said before, early in the podcast, we're independent. We're right. not on any channel. We're not signed to anybody. So we're doing all this ourselves. But I'm like, we we one of the top business podcasts in the world. Right. So we're not competing. Humble flex. No, that's a fact. In the world. But <laughs> so when I was telling them, like, look, we're not we're not competing with with other independent business podcasts. We're competing with Wall Street Journal, Gary V, yep. Grant Cardone. So our audio needs to sound like them because right. they're our competitors. Right. So. 
I was like in the car, like I'll be listening to it, and they oh like, and I gosh. sound like turn it up. It needs to sound louder. They like, no, I'm like, no, it needs to sound louder. So like he's going back and forth. This, well, see, so and this is what we learned. That's when I learned, like, oh, I'm sending him the MP3. When I listen to it, it's a wave file. But, so the, the but audio not goes only that, turning up the levels to where a lot of our number one audience is in New York. To me, if I can't hear you on the train, it's a problem. A so now yeah. I'm like, I would much rather people turn us down. Once you're, you're turned up, you can't turn up no more. You can turn down low. Like, yeah. you can turn a phone down. So to me, as long as you're not hearing a static, I want to be sure everyone is at their highest level. I speak loud. My co-host speaks loud. When we have guests, I want them or their levels up. And to me, it's making sure we can be heard on a train in New York City. That's what, what my goal that's is now for audio. Yeah. That that's should a, be the standard. Yeah, but that's that, a it's, a, it's a learning lesson. It was like, yo, he would call us. Yo, this is how y'all even listening to this? I'm like, yo, bro, it sounds fine when I'm listening to it. And then I realized, like, oh, when I have to send it to him, he listens to the MP3 the version. I'm like, okay, that's why. The same way certain music bumps through headphones and you can hear them listening through headphones, I want... I want you to have to turn down your headphones. That was my guess. I put a, I put a, he didn't. That's the test. I kept, I kept telling Troy, I kept telling Troy, like, yo, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound good. Like, it's not loud. He's like, no, it's loud enough. I'm like, come in my car. So he came in my car and I played the radio. <laughs> I played the radio on the highest level possible. Like, right. blow the speakers out. I'm like, that's how it should sound on the highest <laughs> level. Then I played yeah. our audio on the highest level and it didn't sound anything close to that. Right. I'm like, like you said, it's rather, I'd rather people turn it down. Right. Than to have Absolutely. it turn all the way up. And it's still not loud enough. I yeah. agree. And that's where, I mean, we've struggled. A lot of people know with our sound for a lot, but we've changed engineers. Again, I was doing some of the, the editing for a long time. So yeah. it's me changing. But again, when you have people talking away from Mike, there's only so much you can do. Um, and I'm not the one who can adjust your level for this sentence, but not the rest of your track. Like there's, there's just a lot when it comes to audio that even regular podcasting engineers aren't going to do. So it's really also making sure you perfect your craft into talking into the microphone, mm -hmm. um, projecting your voice, and making sure that everyone is hearing everything. No, that's so. a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. That's Yeah. Extremely important. Extremely yeah. important. So, um, yeah, right, all right. Right, right after that car visit, I went inside. I was like studying. How do you do this? Like, because it's oh, not yeah. even close to me again. Everything I be bugging. I gotta go. I gotta me, go. It's like kids. I always, I'm like, I always, <laughs> I'm always like a pessimist. Like I always, like everything could go right, but then it's like one thing that went wrong. And I'm like, I can't sleep. Like I lose sleep over stuff like that. So it's like that's a good way to way to way to, <laughs> yeah. way to move. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I just watched that that Kevin Hart documentary, and I was like, I watched we, it too. We're, we're a lot alike, and I know people were coming down on him on some certain uh, things, but I was like. No, he's a beast. I was like, he's is that beast. me? He is a is beast. Is that me in a in a little black man body? Because me and him are the same person. Yo, I, I watched. I randomly it just came on and I just started playing. I actually watched the entire season. I was like, Yo, first this off, dude I is. thought it was three episodes. No, it's like seven. Yeah. I just I, I watched them all. I literally watched from the beginning to end. But in in this space, as people, I I, I would never tell someone to quit their job and chase their dreams. That is not realistic. And you need money to live. Mm -hmm. You need money to invest. So I would never tell someone to quit their job and go for it starting from the beginning, which is why I didn't quit school, which is why I didn't quit my offer and just be like, well, I'm going to be a podcaster now. I can make it happen. I think that that's unrealistic. And a lot of us do need to still have our income coming in if we want to be able to invest in equipment, invest in building a team, invest in learning. Like a lot, there's a lot of portals, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of things that we have to pay for that information. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to keep working, keep money flowing in, and then invest until 
you find a, a, com- a company. Yeah, we say that all the time, man. Your nine to five is your first investor. That's sure a fact. Yeah. So, you know what I appreciate? What? And I said this to you earlier. It was like, just because of what you talk about on your podcast, people think you lack intelligence. Yes. You're, you're like, a, you're brilliant. So, I thank think that's you. so dope. Thank you. And it's funny because my friend Yusuf, shout out to him. He's like, like, we'll be talking and I'll send him my media kit that I made on Canva. And he's like, yo, you never cease to amazing. What girl? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. here's my media kit that I made on Canva while also editing audio. Um, and like I was saying, like, it, it is unfortunate that as women, we can't be sexually liberated or be a hoe and also be smart. So, and it's also a part of me, I'm not able to share as much on the podcast. Right. But like even before, you know, we met and my friend that's here now, like she knew me when I was, interviewing for the Obama administration at one point. Um, I was working, I worked for the Department of Financial Services, Goldman Sachs, EY. And when you say these names, they're so prestige. And even when we were talking about separating my government with my (laughs) alias, duality, I was just like, (laughs) oh yeah, they have no idea. Um, And then even when I go into these interviews and I'm landing these interviews and they're like, what are you saying to these people? Because I know you, girl. What are you saying to them? And I'm like, you know, I, t- I turn it on and off. Uh, but then as soon as I got hired, <laughs> you getting me. So I'm like, yeah, I got that for you. What's going on? I'm already hired. Y'all paid a lot of money for me to have my benefits and to get me in the door. You can't fire me because you don't like how I talk. So once I got in the door, I was very much myself. Um, I was still getting my braids and doing things in corporate America that <laughs> – it's, it's kind of hard, that like, and it was a challenge to have to turn it on and off, but yeah. I did it. And so, again, you can have a podcast where you talk about hopefully not killing people, but you could talk about this thing and have a completely different life with, with your nine to five, yeah. and it'd be okay. Yeah, and, we're, that, and, we're that, and that's that. one of the benefits. Tell me about of, it. <laughs> of the, uh, of, like I said, I'll say this all the time. Your leash is a, is a, a tent that uh, welcomes everybody. Yes. And we have people from all walks of life. We have people that went to Harvard. People that um, did 20 years in jail. Returning citizens. Yep. We have people that have sex kink podcasts. <laughs> um, but, you know, the good thing is that everybody has a story. Everybody yes. has a, and especially yes. everybody has a business story. And there's, there's somebody that can relate to everybody. So, did I say that correctly? Yeah, no. It's somebody everybody can relate can re- to somebody. Every- you know what I mean. One of those things. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I mean I, and, and for you guys to have Harvard graduates, yeah. I went to a city university. I went to Lehman, didn't know about it. I'm from Florida. I'm like, oh, you well, didn't know about Lehman before you got here? I didn't know about Baruch. I didn't know about none of these schools. I was like, I remember. $400. I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I remember when I was looking for schools to go to, I was like, I need to get back into school because I don't want to be a receptionist at a temp agency or a bartender for the rest of my life. So I'm looking at schools and I all I knew, Fordham, Columbia, and what is that? Rutgers? Uh, what? Well, I was like, oh, that's in Jersey. Jersey. That's yeah, not Jersey. an option. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Fordham or Columbia. I said 48,000 a year for huh. Fordham. That was Fordham. I said, okay, there has to be other options. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I figured out what a city university was, and that's the thing, me going to Lehman and not even Baruch to be able to not be at a, a, a school where even people would go and recruit. I'm in the face of Goldman. Mm-hmm. I'm in the face of a big four. I'm sending my resume off to the White House and going through the entire interview process where I know I'm competing against Fordham students, Harvard students, Howard students, and having those opportunities and not allowing the CUNY system to <laughs> deter me from that. Shout out so, to the city schools of New York. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Mandy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for, for no, joining thank us. Thank you for we, having me. Welcome to the alumni. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're an EY, EYO alumni. For thank sure. you. Um, okay. And I, if, if anyone has any questions relating to podcasting, listen back to this episode. <laughs> Don't DM me. No, but I do want to give a shout out to my friend, if I can. Yeah, sure. Um, Carla Wilmaris. If you guys are looking to start your podcast, she offers a portal. So I know, again, I found you guys through Alex, who has the trucking industry portal. Um, and again, thank you for that episode. Alex. I'm looking to now invest. Yeah. So Alex. You what? Yeah. Alex, man. Yo, Alex, yo, he's, he's man. big man. <laughs> listen, listen. But my friend Carla Wilmaris, um, she has a, a, a launch platform. Oh, I'm sorry where she actually takes you through the steps. It's a five-week portal. Um, literally from start to finish, you can get your podcast off of the ground. So she helps with the equipment you need, you starting your trailer, um, curating your cover art, everything. And so if you have questions, slide in the DMs of at Carla Wilmaris. Don't slide in my DMs. A lot of people hit me up. I don't offer the services of coaching and mentoring. I did it. I don't want to be responsible for how you go about your business. This was my journey, but I don't have the time to you know, answer all these questions. But for the people that offer that, I want to give a shout out to them. So Carla, W-I-L-M-A-R-I-S. She has a portal. She has PDFs, everything that you guys need with this information um, to start your podcast. And how can the people um, yes. check your podcast out and your social media yes. handles? And so all that? if you guys want to listen to a sex-based podcast for colored people, it is for us, I'm not going to lie, white people, we talk about y'all. Um, but we, it is a safe space for black people wanting to listen to sex, dating, and relationship conversations. You can catch us every Monday wherever you listen to your favorite platforms. HorribleDecisions.com. Type in whore, W-H-R-E, we pop up. Um, and if you guys want to catch up with everything I have going on, you can check out MandyB.com. You can hit the subscribe now, and it'll introduce you to my newsletter. And with my newsletter, you guys will be up on my solo po podcast that is dropping. Um, and that podcast will actually be more mental health-based. It's oh. going to me talk about, um, I'm going through going into college as a non-traditional adult. So I didn't go straight out of college. I'm going to talk about growing up in a single-parent household, being biracial, leaving my corporate job, anxiety, and it's kind of going to be like a chapter book through my life. Um, so that'll be coming in February. So if you guys go to mandyb.com, subscribe to that. You guys will get the newsletter of everything going on. And, yeah, follow me at Full Court Pumps on everything. That's Dope. my socials. Full Court Pumps. Yes. Thanks. Troy. Yeah, shout out to everybody on patreon.com, all our patrons. Um, we have some new ones. Uh, Tajay, and Tajay is an interesting story. She actually came as a gift from somebody. Somebody oh, gifted wow. them a Patreon membership. So shout out to Tajay uh, and Aliza and James. Those are our new members. Um, and James, I think, comes in at a tier four or five. Um, so he'll be getting EYL University. He has access to that. And that is our weekly um, school, really. Um, I heard you, Nasir said, yo, my dad got a school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that is our, our, our school. Uh, three days a, a week, we are dropping a lot of education, right? Mondays, we have Matt, the uh, MG, the mortgage guy, who talks about different uh, aspects of real estate. And Wednesday, we have a guest webinar with some of our alumni and some people who are just experts in their field. And Thursday, um, kind of our floating day, Rashad and I always do a podcast about something related in business. Um, we, we've done mutual. Not a podcast, a lesson. A lesson, I'm sorry. Yeah. We've done a webinar, if, webinar. And anymore. also, I know you guys listen to the podcast. Follow them on Instagram. You guys go live almost every day, but live with 
a lot of just entrepreneurs yeah. and alumni uh, I see. Lives are dope. And the lives are like lives really lit. dope. Yeah, lives the lives, lives be lives lit. Lives so follow them yeah. on Instagram too because I, I follow them and I be like, oh, they going live. Let me yeah. mute my TV and learn. <laughs> so, it's, we, yeah. it's like so, like we, when we go live, it's usually like I'll go on uh, Earn Your Leisure and he goes on his page. But like I like watching people call in. So it's like Instagram, they need to come with a function where we can have like a party call yeah. where like we can both be on and we can take it or take uh, guest calls. Cause that's what I really like seeing. I'm like, yo, somebody called in from London. I'm like, yo, I'm tuned in. Like, yeah. I went, like, wow, he heard us in London. Somebody called in from South Africa. I'm like, wow, yeah, South the, the Africa. Lives are, the, the lives are really dope, and I appreciate that you yes. guys do that. The so. reach is crazy. Yeah. So shout out to everybody on Patreon. Um, shout out to everybody that has been supporting EarnYourLeisure.com and, and buying the merch. You obviously see that we have our EYL University apparel on today, um, and we're going to be coming to Atlanta with a lot more apparel. Yes. Yeah, so Atlanta. Ready for I'm that. excited for Atlanta. Oh, I'll you're going to be there. Be there. Yeah. That's gonna yeah, be crazy. I'll be there. I bought my ticket, so I'm excited. Um, so anyone who may be listening that's a part of um, the Whore Hive, which is what we call it. Is that it. what yours is called? Yeah. Shout out to the Whore Hive. And shout all out the to the Whore Hive if any of you guys are in Atlanta and are looking to get into any type of investments or just, you know, be around me. I'll be there. So get your ticket. That's a fact. Mandy will be in the building. <laughs> she actually brought her ticket before she even became an alumna. Yeah. Um, before I was she like, even, I'm pulling that. Yeah, that's a fact. She, she'll be there Sunday. So make sure, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this, Atlanta's going to be crazy. Two-day event, 25th, 26th, we got all our friends coming, everybody's coming out. Um, so if you're in Atlanta, man, don't sleep Ooh. on it. Make sure you make sure you pull up on us for sure. Book tip of this week is Start With Why. Um, great book, great read. So um, once again, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.